Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. I'm your host for today's episode. Um, and it is a frigid day out there. Um, it's cold. Um, at this point, I'm ready for summer. I don't know who else is with me. Um, honestly, I think spring's not too far away. Um, don't quote me on, on whether the groundhog said it was coming or not. Um, but I can feel it. Um, I'm over winter. I'm ready for some summer weather. Um, today, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different that I've never actually talked about on the show before. Um, and it's you know, it's going to be something new that I've recently brought into my financial life um, and something sort of unique that I hope, you know, some people can can benefit from. Um, and I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine the other day, and I was sort of introducing her to this topic itself. Um, and the topic is account automation, um, which is an idea that I sort of acquired from a colleague who uses this, um, you know, as a form of budgeting or as a form of money management. Um, and I'm big on, on money management and, and budgeting and, and all of that. And I've, I've talked about that a lot on the show previously, but um, sort of account automation is something I just integrated into uh, my life this year um, in the beginning of 2022, which seems like, um, you know, we just got there, but we're already about two months in, which is crazy. It's flying by. Um, I mean, I can't be surprised because the past two years have also flown by. But you know, today we're going to get into that a little bit. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I know about this sort of um, technique of account automation and how, you know, I sort of was introduced to it, how I've been implementing it in my financial life, um, how I've been sharing it with those around me. Um, but also sort of how you can use it as a tool. Um, and we have talked about budgeting on the show before, but um, I know that I mentioned this too, there's sort of this connotation that comes along with budgeting where um, it's sort of restrictive or um, it's annoying or it's hard to do. And, you know, I would agree with all of that. Um, for the longest time, my budgeting system was very like a, a mundane task that, um, I didn't love doing, but I did it because I liked the outcome that it produced and I liked sort of the practice of doing it, but the process itself was um, not enjoyable. I don't know of anyone who would claim for it to be enjoyable. Um, if you know anyone, let me know. I'm happy to chat with them. I'm sure they're a very interesting person. But anyway, um, this idea of account automation sort of took this idea of budgeting and turns it into something that is more automated automatic, you know, hence the term automation. Um, and I've recently incorporated that into my routine, just because I find that sort of delegating work is, you know, something that we, we don't, or we're not all good at. I was never super good at it. I like to just do everything myself to make sure it gets done right. But, um, you know, the delegation of tasks is something that can actually really benefit us and sort of to me, what account automation is, is sort of delegating my budgeting um, to my bank account so that I don't have to do it. 
Um, and it's been great. And I mean, I'm still working out some, some kinks here and there, but I'm hoping that today I can share with you a little bit about what account automation looks like in my life and how I've implemented it with sort of in conjunction with my traditional method of budgeting for now. Um, you know, maybe one day it'll, it'll just be account automation that I use. But um, I was speaking to a colleague about sort of my budgeting procedure and she's interested in asking me about um, sort of what I did to manage my money or how I kept track of uh, my own funds or my income, my debts, things like that. And um, then I, I sort of followed up by asking her, well, well, what do you do or what do you suggest? And she is in the, in the financial field and she mentioned account automation, which um, I never asked where she got the idea from, but um, apparently it's, it's quite a popular one, but it's one that not a lot of people use. And so she was explaining to me um, how she implements account automation and how much it's really helped her and how much she also just did not vibe with budgeting. It felt very restrictive. And a lot of her clients also um, couldn't get a good firm grasp of, you know, Excel spreadsheet budgeting, debits and credits or, you know, whatever. But um, this idea of account automation was something that her clients really liked because it was sort of delegating this tedious task of keeping track of everything. Um, it was sort of delegating it to um, the bank account. And it's something that you only have to sort of look at once a month. Um, if you choose to, or, or once, you know, every two weeks or, or whatever. And that's sort of what I really liked about it is um, it's something that you don't have to keep tags on every day. You don't, you know, you don't go to the store and go grocery shopping and then, you know, have to worry about hanging on to the receipts so and come home and implement it or input it into your spreadsheet. Um, it's something that's just done because you, you usually pay with a, a card of some sort. We all pay with cards at this point. And um, it's something very easy to keep track of. And so, um, I'm hoping that I can share some of that value with you today and, and you know, maybe some people can take away uh, something valuable from this, this episode. Um, and I know that for a lot of us, budgeting isn't a huge priority. Um, you know, we rather spend our things doing other enjoyable um, activities is, you know, as fun as, as it sounds to sit there and go through some spreadsheets. But, um, and, you know, I realize that too, is that not everyone makes it a priority to track their money. Um, but I think that, you know, in order for us to have a good financial picture or have a good money mindset, budgeting is a super important piece. So, you know, it kind of, you know, comes up as like a sort of a battle between, you know, what do we want to do with our time or what do we want to prioritize, um, you know, and also what, what is our financial situation look like? You know, does our, do we need to be improving our financial situation? Do we need um, to learn a little bit about our spending habits or do we need to learn a little bit about, uh, you know, what comes in and what comes out of our bank accounts or what comes in or what comes um, out of our wallets? Um, and then what, what are we prioritizing in terms of our time? So is it important for us to learn about this or do we not necessarily care? Because I think more than anything, if, if you're not super um, adamant about changing your financial situation or improving it, or um, you know, you're fine the way you are, then, then maybe um, implementing new activities is not something you're interested in and budgeting is not something you're gonna prioritize and that's also fine. But for those of us that are interested in moving forward and 
um, figuring out how to best possibly manage our financial situation and best possibly, um, you know, be financially literate and have a, have a good money mentality. I think that account automation is a super useful tool. And so I keep throwing this term around. Um, and so maybe I should tell everybody what it actually is. Um, and what account automation is in my eyes, um, I mean, it might be a little bit different for everyone, but what it is in my eyes is like I said, it's sort of this delegation of budgeting to your bank accounts. And I use it in conjunction with my budgeting system. And, and I'll go into a little bit about what my system looks like um, a little bit later in the show, but for now, um, Account automation looks like having sort of a series of accounts set up um, in a way that each account sort of allocates a certain sum of, of your income for the month or the year, whatever, um, you know, whatever works for you. Monthly is, is pretty typical. Um, so each account sort of has some portion of that income that is used for some specified activity. Um, and so um, instead of just having you know, one bank account or having two bank accounts, you would have a series of accounts and each would have sort of its, its role in your, your spending habits, if you will. Um, and I think, you know, what's cool about account automation is that with everything being digital these days, we can see, almost, well, we can see actually every transaction that we, um, that we make. So all the money we spend, everything we make um, is visible right on our online banking for most of us, or um, if not uh, via uh, the old fashioned way, via going down to the bank and, and getting a paper copy of it. Um, but we can see all those transactions. And so having that knowledge of, you know, sort of where our money's going and how we're spending it, um, we can get a better picture of, you know, what kind of accounts we need to have. Um, and account automation, um, you know, it's sort of, flexible in that, you know, you have as, as many accounts as you need um, for your life, because everyone's a little bit different. Everybody's spending money on different things, depending on sort of where you are in your life. If you're a student, if you're a parent, if you're retired, um, sort of what your profession is, what, you know, what your hobbies are, where you spend money, um, where you live, where you, you know, all of that stuff will factor into how many, um, sort of a series of accounts that you have and, and how you allocate your money. And so, um, it's sort of about how we can harness um, the flow of money that's coming into our system and the money that's leaving our system. So it's harnessing this flow of uh, money in and out of our bank accounts in order to make our lives a little bit easier so that we don't have to actually track it uh, via an Excel spreadsheet because, um, you know, a lot of us have, have other things to do and a lot of us um, aren't interested in budgeting and it's going to take a huge amount of our time. So account automation is kind of like the best of both worlds where you can still keep tabs on your spending habits, but you're not spending a ton of time doing it. So it's kind of a win-win. And that is why I like it so much. So yeah, as I was saying, there is a series of accounts that you would have, um, one of those be you know, your standard checking account or your savings account. Um, you know, it's totally for, for you to decide depending on depending on your situation, but the way account automation works is say, for example, you have six accounts. Um, so you know how much, you know, you make every month and this is different for everyone, of course, based on profession or stage of life. Um, but for, for those who, you know, have a pretty stable income, um, you know, from salaries or, or whatever it is that, you know, you get your income from, 
Um, for the most part, a lot of us know our monthly income and it's usually pretty stable. And so with that piece of information, um, you know, you can allocate your monthly funds to each of your, you know, three, four or five accounts. Um, and those accounts can be used for spending throughout the month. And the other thing I like about account automation is that it's more proactive and less reactive. Uh, where I find budgeting is, is after the fact. So yeah, you are allocating a certain amount of money, um, you know, for activities, bills, what have you. Um, and then you're following up by, you know, logging each little piece of financial puzzle into that, um, you know, big Excel spreadsheet. Um, but with account automation, it's sort of, you're seeing ahead of time, okay, this is how much I'm physically moving um, into this account. And once it's gone, it's gone. It's not just a number on a spreadsheet that, you know, if you allocate $200, you can spend 300 and it's not really gonna do anything. It's just gonna come up red. Whereas if you have a bank account and you only have $200 in there, you know, once it's spent, it's spent and you can't really revert back. Um, and that's why I like about account automation is, is that it's more of a firm boundary and it's really proactive. And at the beginning of the month, you say, this is sort of what I'm doing and this is what I'm committed to. And, you know, if I spend it all in the first three days, then I spend it all in the first three days and I have to wait until March or April or whatever. Um, Whereas with a budget, there's, I know that I'm guilty of this anyway, is if, you know, it's halfway through the month and I see that I'm already nearing sort of my cutoff or what I've allocated for that month, I'm like, oh, well, I can just slide money from here because I haven't quite spent, you know, the X amount on groceries yet. So I can reallocate that to going and doing something that I probably shouldn't be spending my money on anyway. Um, whereas with account automation, it sort of lumps activities into certain accounts so that, you know, you can go and spend that money. Um, and once it's gone, it's gone. And it's sort of a, a tough love situation, but it's one that I, I really enjoy. Um, and so there's a little bit about account automation. We will get a little more specific and I will tell you about the types of accounts that I use and that are typical for an individual who employs this method into their, their budgeting system or their financial system. Um, we are gonna take a quick break though. But when we come back, yeah, I'll get a little bit more into sort of what these accounts might look like, how you might go about setting them up. Uh, I'll do a very bare bones example of something that will probably work for most people. And then you can sort of tweak that um, to your needs as you go. Um, and it is a system of kind of trial and error. So like budgeting, um, you're not going to get it 100% right on the first time. You're going to have to um, move things around, you know, open close accounts, whatever the case is. But um, you know, in the long run, I think that it's super helpful. I mean, I've only been doing it for a few months now and I've absolutely enjoyed it. It's saved me a lot of time. Um, and like I said, it's, it's really rigid in its um, boundaries. So I know that once, you know, uh, money's gone from one account, it's gone and there's no transferring in between. Um, you know, you should have to set a boundary there for yourself, but for the most part, account automation is, um, it's a great tool to use if, if you struggle with that self-discipline. But yes, anyway, we're going to head into break. Uh, when we get back, we'll get a little bit more specific. Um, and you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. Um, we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. 
by tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. You'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning into today's episode. Uh, before we went on break, I was just giving everyone a brief little overview of this sort of technique or this tool called account automation that I sort of, I guess, stole from, from a colleague of mine. Um, but I'm sure that she's happy um, that, you know, other, others can be using it as well. Um, and so, you know, before we went on break, I was just talking about um, sort of the flow of money and the point of account automation is harnessing this flow um, of money in and out of the account. And, you know, like I was mentioning, budgeting can take a lot of time and, and energy and effort that a lot of us uh, either A, don't have or B, are not willing to give up. And um, I think that it's important to recognize that. And so, you know, this, this tool of account automation comes in super handy in those instances. And one thing that this idea of account automation sort of taught me, I guess you could say, is that, you know, money, is, it's not a non-renewable resource, right? It's, I think a lot of us think that, um, you know, the money that comes into our bank account, like that's, um, you know, it's sacred. We got to hold on to it. We got to save our money. We got to, um, you know, our, our life has to revolve around it. And while I think that it is important to manage our money, I don't think that that sort of scarcity mindset is necessarily a great thing. And, you know, money flows, right? It comes to us and it, and it goes, you know, it goes elsewhere. And um, account automation more than anything allows us to sort of embrace the fact that money is coming and going out of our lives um, and lets us sort of track it in a way that's not sort of disappointing or defeating. It's, um, it's more empowering than anything. And um, I think account automation, it works better for me than, than budgeting, um, just because it is a little bit more rigid, like I was saying, but also um, it's more attuned to my lifestyle at this specific moment. Um, 
but let's get into a little bit of the specifics of what this can look like. And so for most of us, um, our income is pretty stable. So we either, you know, we either have a job where we are receiving um, a fairly regular monthly income, or, you know, maybe if we're retired, it's like a pension plan or a retirement savings plan. If we're a student, maybe that's like a part-time job or, you know, scholarship funding or whatever, wherever your money comes from, um, it tends to be pretty um, stable over, over the months. And even if it's not, um, you can still implement account automation into your life. Um, it'll just probably be a little bit more hands-on. But um, for, you know, for sake of, of ease, let's go ahead and say that uh, our monthly income is, is fairly stable. And so when we look back on our budgets and we know how much is coming in, um, each month, sort of account automation works the same way as budgeting does, as you know how much is coming in, so you know how much you have to spend, and um, you should not be spending more than is coming in. Um, I mean, who am I to, to judge that, but um, I would say for most of us, we want to be um, spending less than we're bringing in, and just for the sake of living standards and, and savings and things like that, it's always great to have extra money. It's, it's not always a positive thing to not have enough. Um, I would argue anyway. But so, yeah, we know how much is coming in from our income. So whether that's, you know, salary, wages, um, you know, scholarships, funding of some sort, whatever that looks like for you, um, you know, it's typically stable from month to month. And so once you've sort of figured out where you stand in terms of your income, that's where the account automation comes into place. And you can look at, okay, well, where am I spending money? What categories am I spending money in? And um, that's where these accounts come into play. So for example, you would have uh, maybe an account for all of your uh, month to month expenses. Like your, you know, these are the bills that, you know, you have to pay every month, no matter what. So that's like your mortgage or your rent. Um, I like to throw groceries into there because believe it or not, I think that I would enjoy eating every month. Um, also, you know, some things that uh, like utilities or, you know, phone bill is, is essential. And, and these are open to interpretation as well. I'm sure there's some people out there that would argue that maybe a phone bill is not essential and, and that's fine. They can put that into another account. But these are all the bills that come out of your account every single month. And so I like to sort of call those as like your liabilities account. Um, and that's sort of what I worry about first every month is, okay, I know what's coming in and this is the account that I want to take care of first because I want to make sure that my rent's paid. I want to make sure that my phone bill's paid, my gym membership's paid, my whatever, whatever bills that you have, you want to make sure that they're paid first. And so that's all one account. But then maybe you also have, um, you know, a, a savings account. And this savings account is specific to a specific goal that you have. So, you know, it can just be a general savings account if that's what floats your boat, then by all means. Um, but what I like to do is dedicate this savings account to one thing at a time. So for me right now, my savings account is dedicated to a vacation. I, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I haven't been um, away in like two or three years now. So, you know, I'm kind of determined that I'm going to save up a little bit um, and take a nice trip, maybe in the summer or, or whenever. And so um, I set up a savings account for this trip. And then, you know, you set, you set up sort of a goal as to how much you're going to contribute to that. And you treat it as a bill. And that's 
sort of the, the tip I have for that is with budgeting, it's usually, well, this is what all I'm spending and then whatever's left I'll save. Whereas account automation is more you know, proactive in saying that, um, you know, I'm treating this savings account as a bill. So I'm making sure that every month um, I'm contributing $100 or $200 to this account so that I can have it for a future goal. It's not reactive in saying that, well, once, you know, the 31st rolls around and I see how much I've spent on everything else, then whatever's left will go towards the school. I mean, that's absolutely an okay way of doing it. If that's, um, if that's how you roll, then, then no shade there. But, um, you know, I like account automation for this respect because I know that, you know, this is a goal that's important to me. So whether it's a trip or whether it's maybe you're saving up for college or you're saving up for your kid's tuition or you're saving up for retirement or some type of getaway, whatever it is, um, you know, you're being proactive and making sure that you're paying that bill, so to speak, every single month. And so maybe your savings account looks like a trip or looks like a car, or looks like a, you know, a down payment on house or college tuition or whatever. Um, and that's your second account. Then maybe your third account, which I think we should all have. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that everyone does have it now. There was a long time where I didn't have it. I just hung on with a wing and a prayer, but um, sort of our emergency account. So this is um, another type of savings account that, you allocate money to every month for those times when life likes to humble you a little bit. We all go through it. Um, but for the most part, you know, we don't have a lot of, well, most of us anyways, knock on wood, don't have a ton of, you know, pressing issues that hit us, you know, day to day or month to month. But there's those times when, you know, uh, you know, things just go, you know, go to hell, so to speak, and, you know, your car breaks down or, um, you know, God forbid there's a medical emergency or there is a last minute um, expense that you have, um, whether it be related to your house or your, you know, cars are a good one. I'm going to say car again because I've been there. Um, and, you know, now you just have this extra expense that's like, holy crap, if, you know, I didn't plan for this and now I have nothing else to live off of for the rest of the month. With your emergency account or, you know, whatever you want to title it, curveball account, emergency account, um, insert profanity here account, um, whatever you, you want to deem that account is, is fine. But it's, you know, putting away maybe, you know, 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month. It doesn't have to be a substantial amount. Uh, I guess it depends on how, um, you know, crazy your life is, but I would put as much in there as possible. Just kidding. Anyway, so um, you put a certain amount in this account for each month so that you know if something does come up you know your car does sort of maybe get to an accident or your car just goes um you know just decides it's going to ruin your life or, or whatever happens you have that money set aside um and you know that's the the curveball it doesn't have to be related to your car obviously you know maybe a big storm comes and a tree falls through your house whatever um you know that account is set up there so that you have money to pay for whatever these surprises these Poor, poorly planned and not often wanted surprises that come up, you have money set aside for that. Um, and I treat that as a bill as well. So it's not, oh, well, whatever's left, I'll, I'll toss into that account for, you know, when life humbles me. Um, it's not, I'm going to pay, you know, 100 bucks a month into this account just in case something does happen. Um, and then sort of your, this could be your final account, you know, if you're using four, that's fine. Um, but one other 
one other important account is sort of your luxuries account. And this is where most of us spend our time is hanging out in the luxuries. Um, for me anyway, I know this is a big one. And this is what's left. So after, you know, you've, you have your monthly income, you've allocated to sort of your liabilities, you've allocated to whatever you're saving for, you've allocated to your emergency account, whatever's left after that, slide that into your luxuries account. And that's what you have to have fun for the month, right? Whether that's, um, you know, alcohol and going to the bar or whether that's um, sporting events or the movies or, you know, going to a restaurant, going for coffee. I'm a big advocate for that one. Um, whatever that looks like, that's where um, the luxuries account comes into play. And that's where we spend a lot of our time. And so it's not, what's, it, like, what's interesting about account automation is that it's not, well, you know, I might spend less here and then I'll use that to save. It's no, I'm going to save first and treat myself later. And I know it sounds, um, you know, maybe a little bit restrictive, but I actually find that I have more, it's more enjoyable this way because I'm not worried all month about, um, you know, if I'm going to have anything to throw into my savings account at the end of the month, because I've been um, throwing back coffees, like they're going out of style or whatever. But once you've already allocated for that, then you have money in that account. And if you don't spend it all, then it rolls over into the next month, and the next month, and the next month. Um, and it's something that you're not always super worried about because with the luxuries, that's the number that tends to fluctuate a lot. Like our income's pretty stable. Um, we're treating our savings and our emergency account as a bill. So those are going to be stable. It's the luxuries that tend to fluctuate. You know, maybe one month we have a lot of birthdays, we have a lot of holidays or um, in the summertime. I know that's when my bills start to go up because I love to go and do fun things. Whereas the winter, I kind of hermit at home and, and don't spend a ton of money. But um, the luxuries account is where it tends to fluctuate. So if we use that as sort of our last account, um, then we can spend accordingly. We know how much is in there and we know how much we have to spend. Um, and that's, you know, kind of a basic way of laying out account automation. There's other things you can throw in there as well. I know for me, I have, I treat this as another bill payment. It's not necessarily an account, but I have a certain amount that goes into long-term investing. Um, so it just gets sucked right out of my account and into investments. And um, so it's not, you know, whatever I have left after I spend money on all these 4,000 things every month, then I'll invest a little bit. It's at the beginning of the month, the money comes in investment right away. Um, and, you know, it's, it's about what's, what's priority for you. Is it priority for you to have money for a trip or to um, have an emergency fund or to pay for someone's tuition or to pay for a retirement plan or a birthday party or a car or a down payment, whatever whatever it is in, in your stage in life, is that what's important to you or is it kind of having fun in the right here and now? And we've talked about this a lot on the show. I say it a lot on the show because I say it a lot in life. Um, this, this idea of instant versus delayed gratification, right? It's either um, we get everything we want right now and maybe have some struggles a couple of years from now and we don't, we didn't save for anything or we didn't, you know, we have these goals that we can't live up to um, or we maybe make things a little bit more difficult right now for ourselves um, you know, budgeting and implementing um, maybe account automation into our life. But later on, we're going to be thanking ourselves for it because we took the time to save the money for the trip. We took the time to put together the emergency account. We took the time to invest a little bit of money before we went and spent $10 on a coffee, right? Um, no shade there. I'm, I'm definitely one of those. But, um, and that's sort of what account automation is, right? It's 
being proactive in our spending and in our saving. And that's why I like it so much. Um, and we will talk a little bit more about how account automation, how you can start it today, how you can implement it. Um, that's sort of the trade-off where it's budgeting. You're spending a little bit of time each month. Account automation, you're spending a little bit of time when you first set it up, and then you don't really have to worry from month to month at all. And we'll talk a little bit about what that looks like too, because um, I know it can be a little bit of a hassle to get set up, um, but well worth it in the long run. We are going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, we'll get into a little bit more of what this account automation will look like in your life or in your friend's life or your child's life or your parent's life or, you know, how you can implement it into those, um, the lives around you. Um, for now, we are going to take a break. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Alrighty, welcome back everyone. Um, today we've been talking a little bit about account automation. And I went through sort of where I got the idea from, how I've implemented it, what it kind of can look like. Um, and you know, one question um, that I think is, is worth discussing is sort of how do, how do you go about implementing this so you know sort of what this looks like now what your accounts can look like of course um you know 
for a lot of us, it's going to differ. Um, you know, maybe we'll have an extra account in there, an extra savings account for um, whatever, you know, kids tuition or birthday party or whatever. It's going to be different for all of us. And that's totally fine. The bare, you know, the basic, you know, bare bones of it is you have money coming into your account that's being paid out um, in terms of your, your expenses. And then you have your specific accounts for um, that I treat as a bill payment for, you know, each of your long-term goals or maybe short-term goals. And so you can do this um, at any bank that you bank with, or, um, you know, if you use different banks, that's fine as well. Um, some, you know, some banks will, depending on sort of where, what your status is with your accounts, um, you know, some banks may raise an eyebrow at you just because it is a little unusual sometimes for people to have multiple checkings accounts, for example. Um, but for the most part, you know, as long as you don't have like 40,000 accounts open, um, you know, you're not going to have any issues. Um, I mean, and some people, you know, will open, you know, different, they'll use different banking. So we'll use, for us in Canada here, like they'll use like TD and like Scotiabank or whatever. Um, but, you know, I keep all mine at one institution um, and it's no problem. It's super easy because then you open your online banking and you have all of your accounts there and you can do your transfers online at the beginning of every month. Um, and it, it makes everything super easy. So um, basically what this, you know, this looks like is, you know, sitting down, if you're ready to implement it today, great. If you're, you know, ready to implement it, I guess, you know, at the beginning of the month or, or whenever makes sense. Um, I'm assuming a lot of people right now, they have at least a checking and a savings account, which is a, it's a great start. Um, that was my situation as well. I had my standard checking account, my standard savings account. I went to the bank. Um, I think I called them up actually, doesn't matter. Um, and said, I want to open one more of each. And that was totally fine. Um, what you, um, so what I did was I kept my standard checking accounts, checking accounts, since that's where, um, you know, checks were, I already had checks for that account. Um, for a lot of us, that's the one that we've been using for most of our purchases and the one that, you know, our, our pay stubs are already coming into and sort of our automatic bank payments are already coming out of. Um, by the way, that's another tool to use is to have all of your bills um, as pre-authorized um, withdrawals so that you don't even have to worry about paying them. The people who want the money just take it themselves. It's awesome. Um, anyway, so, um, you know, you have that one core account and um, that's what I like to call sort of like the income account um, or like the liabilities account. So that's where all of your, maybe your salary or your wages come in, your CPP comes in, your OSAP or whatever it is that, you know, you have as income comes into your account and all those automatic bill payments come out. For most of us, usually that happens on the first of the month, um, but you can also fine tune it to whenever it is that your bill payments sort of, um, you know, come out of your account. And then your second checking account is for, you know, your luxuries. It's your fun account, your freedom account, your enjoyability account. And that's where, that's the account we talked about that has, you know, everything that's left over after you, you know, you pay your bills. So the money comes in, all of those important bills go out. And then, you know, I have two savings accounts. One, like I said, is for that trip, which is the goal right now that once I have, you know, that goal fulfilled, that'll change to something else um, to be determined. 
Um, but whatever that save, whatever you're saving for, maybe it's a down payment, maybe it's um, tuition, maybe it's a new tattoo, whatever it is that, that you really want, new laptop, whatever. Um, that's that savings account is. And then your second one is your emergency account, which I would say don't cheap out on the emergency account. I know it's not, you know, you know, beautiful and, and fun, but it's one that when the time comes, it is going to be great. You're going to say, oh my goodness, thank God Ashley told me to open this. Um, and I will take full credit for it. So um, please let me know. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, so um, you have your, your first account and you just transfer to your savings. You can transfer the $100 a month that you um, made an agreement with yourself that you were going to transfer to your trip account every month. Transfer the $50 a month that you made an agreement with yourself that you're going to give to your curveball, your emergency account every month. And then whatever's left, slide it into luxuries. It's time for fun, right? Um, I like to keep a little bit of a, a float is what I call it in my, um, my uh, expenses slash like core account, just in case you never know, like if there's something I missed that, um, you know, doesn't come out exactly on the first, maybe sometimes we have stuff that comes out on like the fifth or something just totally random for no reason at all. Um, just to keep some money in there just in case, or, you know, if you do totally go overboard with the leisure account on your first month, and then you're like, oh crap, now I don't have any money for, you know, rent to come out um, at the beginning of next month, if there's a delay in pay or whatever, just for safety purposes, I like to keep a flow, totally up to you. Um, it could just be, could just be me, but I do recommend it. And then um, if you do, if you are an investor, if you are interested in investing, then um, I would treat that in terms of account automation too, where you set up either biweekly or monthly, depending on how you want to do it, um, sort of transaction that goes from that core account to your you know, financial advisor or your investment banker, or if you do that yourself yourself, um, kudos to you, even better, um, to whatever account that is that, or whatever investment that you're making. And I treat that as an, an account as well. And so that's, that's all it looks like. It's not super difficult or tough or anything. Um, a cool thing also is that um, some of these accounts, like you may not even may not even get a bank card for. So um, I know for most of us, we have a bank card that has our checking and our savings on it. They don't actually give you a new card, most banks anyway, um, won't actually give you a new card for your two new accounts. Those are just totally online. So that also saves you as well. Um, because you're not tempted to go and take your card and just be like, well, I know I have $200 for my trip, but I really need these chocolate covered, whatever strawberries from, you know, the place down the street. So I'm going to spend a little bit here. You can't even do that. They're, they're all strictly online. Um, you could probably get a card if you wanted. It totally depends on your bank. Um, but yeah, and that's what, that's what account automation is. And that's what it looks like. Um, and it does take a little while to get used to, um, but nothing changes in your life. You still spend, you still go to um, you know, Starbucks and tap your, your debit card or whatever. And, um, that'll come out of your, your luxuries account. Um, it just might take some tweaking to get everything set up, um, in terms of how you want it. Um, but that's why I kind of treat that core account is the account that you already have. Cause it just kind of saves you from a little bit of a headache because your employer probably has that account information for direct deposit. Um, the bill companies probably have that for when they take money out each month or, um, if you make your bill payments online, that's probably the one that you're paying out of. Um, so I would leave that as your as your core account. Um, totally up to you. But um, yeah, and then sort of um, opening new accounts for the things that you want to open new accounts for. And um, you know, it takes 
like I said, it takes a little bit of time to get used to, but in the long run, it's, it's very helpful. And um, for those of us that like to see our money and not just um, sort of hang on with a wing and a prayer until the end of the month, you can sort of see how you're doing and, and how much you have um, in your, your luxuries or your fun account. You can sort of see how you're doing and um, know that if someone invites you to go to some big weekend get together that's going to cost you an arm and a leg, you can sit down and assess and say, well, this is how much I have. So I know that I could pull this off, but then, you know, at the end of the month or for the rest of the month, I'm probably not going to have a lot to spend. Is it worth it? Is, is that, you know, party something that's really, um, you know, worth all of the money or, or would you rather save it? Like that's totally up to you, right? It's totally open to interpretation um, and what that looks like, but you know that going to that party is not taking away from the trip that you're saving for or the college that you're saving for or anything else because you've already taken care of it. And that's the point of account automation is it's an automatic sort of uh, taking care of future needs. Um, and if you guys know anything about me, I'm, I'm huge on worrying about the future now um, as opposed to later. Um, I do think that allocating a little bit of our energy and our time to making sure that we set ourselves up for success, um, you know, a year from now, two years, five, 10 years from now. I think that if you start running with that now, I think that's a very positive thing. And I think that that's why I love account automation so much is that um, it's taking the money and the resources that we have now, knowing that we have these goals in the future and making sure that we're putting ourselves on the traje trajectory to actually reach those goals when the time comes. Um, and that's how account automation works. Um, we are going to take a third and final break. And when we come back, um, I'll sort of summarize what we talked about today and um, go through maybe some little nitty gritty points or some things that I've learned about account automation that might be useful for um, those of you interested in implementing it to know. Um, I mean, I had to deal with some hiccups, so maybe you guys won't if I, if I share some tips. But um, we are going to head into break. Um, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, I'm Ashley Kohogan. You're listening to Financial Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Um, before we went into break, um, I broke down a little bit of what account automation looks like for me and what it could look like for you. Um, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone, obviously. The main point is that, you know, if you have trouble prioritizing 
your spending, then this, this tool is a great tool to use. And, uh, you know, I don't like to advocate for anything that I had tried myself. Um, that's part of the reason that I went and tried it. I had a friend tell me about it, um, a colleague rather tell me about it. And I said, you know, before I, you know, preach to the choir, I better make sure that um, I know what I'm talking about and I better actually try it myself. And there are a few little tips and tricks that I learned as well. I already mentioned one of them, which is um, set up your automatic um, withdrawals from those, uh, those expenses every month. So whether that's a phone bill, um, insurance, whatever it is, just have them do it themselves. Um, I'm sure, you know, it, it's gotta come out anyway. Um, you wasting your time, uh, I shouldn't say wasting, you spending your time um, sort of paying all the bills. Um, if that's something you like to do, then, then by all means, I, I like to set it up so that it automatically comes out on the first of every month. That way it's one less thing I have to do again. Uh, and that's the point of account automation, right, is, is decreasing the amount of work that we have to do, um, but increasing the amount of um, sort of financial um, whereabouts that we have um, in terms of, you know, knowing how our spending patterns are playing out and knowing sort of where we're headed each month, but without doing a ton of work. Um, and so I think that, you know, setting up your, your bills to come out every month is also, you know, a cool little trick to get into. Um, the other piece of the puzzle here that there's a couple of ways you could use it is in terms of, of your credit cards, right? Because those are technically other accounts. Um, what I do is, um, it depends on how many credit cards you have and what your limits are, and, and that's gonna be different for all of us. Um, what I think is sometimes helpful is, um, you know, having a credit card sort of designated to an account. So maybe you have your main credit card that you, you know, sort of, I would like, you know, stick it, you Velcro it to your, um, your main account, that core account I talked about where your income goes in and um, your sort of must have expensive expenses come out. And then you have maybe a secondary card that's for those leisure activities. Um, and, you know, that's another trick if, if you're not super on top of your spending and you're not super disciplined, um, which, is, which is okay. I mean, for, for those of us that are students or young adults and even, you know, mature adults or, or retired folks, um, it's tough to be disciplined with our money. I understand. I totally get it. But with credit cards, um, you know, you do have credit limits. So, um, you know, if you stick a card to an account, then, you know, maybe you only spend on your credit card or maybe that credit card is sort of like a branch of that account. So you do spend it, but you know that it has to be paid by that account. Um, and that's sort of how I deal with credit cards because they can be another piece of the puzzle. It can be confusing if you're going and just, you know, tapping your card on coffees and groceries and gas and this and that, um, it can get a little bit messy. So I like to keep one credit card for those um, expenses that I deem to be like ma the mandatory ones, like the bills and things like that. And a secondary card for like the coffees and the restaurants and things like that. Um, and then one gets paid out of the core account and the other one gets paid out of um, that luxuries or that fun account. And that's like, that's how I deal with credit cards. Um, that'll obviously be different for everyone. A lot of us only have the one credit card. A lot of us some people might have more than, than one or two. They might have three, four, five. 
Um, and so how you deal with that is, is totally up to you. Um, whether you know you get an extra credit card or you decrease the number you have, or if you kind of treat that as a separate expense, because you could totally do that too and treat your credit card as um, another bill payment, but you only spend it on things that are essential. Or maybe you you know treat your credit card as strictly a luxury card, and then you only pay that out of your luxury account. Totally up to you. Those are just a few ideas of how you can do it. Um, but yeah, I've been using this system for the past three or four months now. Um, I've used it in conjunction with budgeting. I haven't, you know, made the full switch from your standard, um, you know, spreadsheet budgeting to um, account automation just until I work out sort of the quirks. I still like to keep track of my money to make sure I'm, um, you know, if I am overspending, I know what area I am. So maybe you are overspending in luxuries a little bit, but what part of that are you spending a lot on? alcohol or spending a lot of coffee or you spending a lot on movie like whatever it is um, I like to to check in with myself on that but um, that's not to say you can't make the full switch uh, if you are interested in account automation um, totally doable it's set up in a way that that does have to be your only budgeting technique um, and that's the wonderful thing about it and that's you know that's my goal eventually is to is to get it switched over because it is really lovely to just spend a little bit of time at the beginning of the month I'm talking 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops, sitting down, making your transfers from, you know, your, your paycheck comes in, you set your, you know, your $200 to your trip, your $100 to your emergency, your, um, all your bills are, are automatic. So that's it. That's all you have to do. So yeah, that's five minutes. It's not even 10 or 15. Um, and then just checking in with, with yourself and saying, okay, this has been allocated for, my trip has been allocated for, my emergency fund has been allocated for. This is how much I have to spend on this, 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 and this, whether that be um, trips with your friends or, you know, going for a drink with your friends or going for dinner with your family or whatever. That's, you know, what you have left over. Um, and just looking at that and um, knowing that once it's gone, it's gone. Um, but you've already taken care of the long term. And that's, that's the important point here is not to restrict yourself. It's knowing that you're setting yourself up so that you can have fun now. You do have, it's not like you're totally saying, well, I'm gonna give all my money to savings and not have any to spend on fun because that's not realistic either. It's about that balance between what I want now and what I know I'm going to want. And that's what account automation is, right? It's not necessarily sacrificing everything in the future for instant gratification, but it's that balance between the both. Um, that's the beauty of, of account automation. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.